are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcast. I'm Jim, and I'm joined by my man, Luke, as always. What up, Luke? What up, Jim? What up? You're a gem, Luke. There oh you my go. Goodness. Here we are to talk a bunch of chapters, including a new entry. Ooh. In the books that we're talking about, we're going to be talking about Jujutsu Kaisen a wow. little bit later. I say we, I mean Luke, <laughs> while I listen along. You but did it a allows... great job catching up there, Jim. Yeah, oh, I oh, did. Boy. I, I really did great with My Hero Academia. Okay. Oh, my goodness. 300 chapters? One Ooh. piece? I mean, seriously. Easy. Here we go. Black Clover? Oh, my goodness go. gracious. But we will be talking about My Hero as well. But before we get into all of that... Please go over to our Twitter at Weird Manga. Follow us. We'll follow you back. And then if you would, you know, like to go and rate and review and subscribe we to our podcast wherever you can do that, especially the Apple podcast that I beg and beg and beg. Yes. I don't know what else. I, I had made a, a deal way back because if you aren't aware of the people listening, I am on a bunch of other podcasts. I have a DC and a Marvel Comics podcast as well. And I kind of made a rule at the beginning that we would never do contests to try to get reviews because we want legit reviews. I don't want people don't to just like, the these guys really are good at insert type of podcast, you know, something like that. So usually, though, people like to kind of rate and review. I, I don't know. Maybe that's not a thing anymore with the young kids nowadays. The young I don't know. Old hey people there, rates. fellow kids. Yes, the old people, they aren't reading the manga. So there's where our problem is, I guess. Whoa. But with all of that, but that's actually not true either. Because oh here, me goodness. and you are. I consider you an old soul. Am I an old, oh, an no. old soul there? Because <laughs> you, you live in Ireland, and that does oh, age you up. Yeah, and all the leprechauns. Yeah, all that's, the leprechauns. That's awesome. All the you know, green clovers and purple moons Shaladies. and stuff like that. I don't know what's going on over there. But if you would rate and review it, it would be great. Also, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash manga. And it feels silly. If they're not going to rate and review, they're not going to, I don't know. But go over there. We get a, a bunch of different things going on, including the exclusive Picks of the Week podcast, which this week we ended up talking about Sakamoto Days, which was a, a banger. A certified banger. Jenny said it. And Indeed. also Meiji Lumiere Chapter 2. And banger. as Luke told me before we started, and really Jenny said that as well, <laughs> when we were talking before we started recording for way too long, we said that uh, the Magi Lumiere two more chapters drop. They're dropping two at a time. We mentioned this even on the Manga Monday show where we talked the first big chapter. Uh, and friends. it's tough when, especially if they're oversized, things like that, it's tough to fill the space there, whatnot. But that fourth chapter down to 21 pages. Music and that is, is. The, the glimmer of hope. So we might be starting to talk about those, mm-hmm. kind of condensing them into one review of both chapters on the show only because i mean is it a banger we it's think so yes, but we like talking about it so i don't Ooh. know if it's a money maker but i think it's a banger Are i think everybody should check it out makers, it doesn't seem Jeez. i don't know seriously <laughs> well we're gonna start off maybe this is a banger i don't oh know let goodness. me ask jenny jenny is this a banger Oh, she didn't oh, answer. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, she, she just delayed a little. Maybe she was on her phone. Maybe. Uh, you know, that would that would be the deal. Connection issues. What? Yes. Well, she's calling from South Korea. There yes. might be. 
What are uh, what are we starting with? We're starting off with a manga where they're made out of money, so maybe they are that money makers. Oh my goodness! This is the Ayashimans chapter eleven. Aren't we family? Aren't we family? I should have the cha-ching deal. <laughs> is what I should have had. Cha-ching. This is all wrong. I am oh sorry, Greta. Sorry, yeah, Greta. here we go. We end up going into this chapter, and I will tell you if you have been listening, <laughs> maybe uh, that we have enjoyed this more and more. Each chapter. It's it actually was kind of meandering a bit for me uh, until a couple chapters ago, and now it's starting to go forward. And this does go forward again in this now. The, the problem I'll, I'll say, and this is the weird thing where people do complain. I'm, I'm a complainer myself. Uh-oh. When you complain about something, you can't complain when you get it then. You know what I mean? If you're begging, I, I ended up just today, a guy yelling and screaming about Hal Jordan. Not enough Hal Jordan. Well, if there's five books coming, he'll still complain. You can't complain when you get what you want. So with that, I've been wanting to get the crew. What are we doing here? We were supposed to start this crew. Where are they? What is happening? And we kind of end here with, you know, the crew. Yeah, it looks like we're going to get the crew. But so is it again, the crew we want? I don't know, but it's maybe it's the crew we deserve. Oh I don't goodness. know. But you end up going through this and really you're just going to spell out some powers. You're going to actually make 10 more of a, you know, a gem than he Yeah, he, he's like certified part of the crew now. Like he thought, I thought he was just a hanger on, but then he had that glow up in the fight. He is part of the crew, and now he actually even takes care of him. Now mm-hmm. with that, Hishihime in the last chapter, how did we not give her gem of the week? Gem of the week. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm reading this. I'm like, we didn't give her gem. I give a high five the gem <laughs> of the week last week. What am I nonsense? Because she ended up sacrificing herself so they could get away, R. not R. even to defeat somebody. Just to give them time to get away. And we see them get away. We get this whole deal going down with, you know, looking kind of cool demons chasing them. But really, what it is, is they end up getting into the subway and then they phase through the the floor. And you don't know what happened. You're like, well, what what is this? And they, the weird thing is, is that these other Ayashimon chasing, they're like, we don't even sense them, which felt weird. I think that they'd be able to sense them from or down like below. But yeah, maybe it's like very localized. I thought that this would, like, the way they were saying, I thought that they actually had, like, blinked out of existence. Like, there's some negative zone or something. But what ended up happening is 10, he he faced through. He's like the Kitty Prides. He is. He the and, yeah, and he goes, and I like the art of them phasing through and plop. And I guess maybe he went through a bunch of play and it finally got to the bottom. Like and then they were floor. far away. Because you end up then with them trying to figure out like what, what happened, whatever. And they, they pass out. The only one left is 10. And he takes care of them. And I, I thought that that was pretty cool. And he actually is showing like his two work. Two weeks he's taking care of you. Two weeks sitting in the dark, dank tunnels. I, yeah, I mean, they smell funky. Um, yeah, I'm weeks. sure. They're probably oh, really geez. bad. Just laying on newspapers and stuff. But yeah, they've been out two weeks. That also shows you, you know, the kind of level of things that were going on and what happens when she ends up transforming mm-hmm. how much it takes out of her bit so but with that you you know get mayoruro mayoruo he i can't get names right he ends up, all he wants is manga he wants it's mangas. funny like and i like that the thing where you know ten's trying to explain it like he also eats a little but he really wanted the manga but really all this is is to set up this idea that they are family 
that they're there together, that they're family, and you know, pretty much put the exclamation point. Hishihime doesn't seem to have made it out of there. You know, maybe she did, but she's not answering her phone. People are like, I don't even know who you're talking about. So that was pretty crazy. But with that, you do end up with this, like, all right, this is what's going to go. I'm Keo's daughter. I'm going to try to take back this thing. I ended up going too far right away. I didn't expect it to be this bad. I'm sorry. I apologize. But the two, you know, they're in it for the long haul. And Ten are like, nope, I'm in. We're we're both in. We want to be involved in this. And that makes her cry. I mean, she's starting to cry because she doesn't really think that she deserves them to follow. Mm. But that's it. She needs to get a team. He also, Moreau, of course, because, you know, manga is the best <laughs> medicine for him. Here, read this gag manga. I love Should've that he's given like, her this to me Roboco, Then that would have been side split. I like Roboco this week, by the way. But yeah, by the end, they decide we're going to go. If this is serious, let's do it. You end up where 10 then becomes even more of a gem when he gives Moreau a tattoo. Not much of a tattoo artist. Seriously, though. Look at the beginning, right? It's terrible. Look at the end. The it, end. You know, it, practice it's good. makes perfect. He's getting there. Bulldog in the middle. But other than that, it almost looks exact to hers. I mean, he, he ends up like little funny things, but that's the manga. Well, isn't touch, that her like doing the magic? I don't know. Herself? I actually thought that maybe it was just that good, but maybe she did. <laughs> I, I just thought it was like, like covered over the the flowers. Maybe okay, we'll do I it don't know. I like the I like <laughs> what he did. Uh, so you have that, and they're like, "All right, let's go." And then she says, "I have an idea. It's a gamble, but maybe we can get a crew." And they go to the Tudoruki Alliance. These Whoa. guys are the motorcycle gangs. Look at them. I love the idea when you see some foreign motorcycle gangs, and like in the U.S. here. Usually when you think of the motorcycle games, you just think of pure out Harleys and, you know, these these things are like scooters. I don't know how they do the big flags. Like, do they not fall off? They have those and those too. But some of these look like there might be a basket in the front, a little like when you're going down, right? Go to school. That makes you more hardcore. But with that, I like this because to me, this means... Bad boy motorcycle. Bad club. boy Doesn't motorbikes. It? What are the kids doing standing in the road? <laughs> this is the bad boy motorcycle club. So you have that. The guy looks really insane. Look at those teeth. Uh, and they even, it's not even like they're like, all right, let's fight or whatever. They actually are just trying to convince them, though. Ten looks like he's about to poop his pants. And it says, you know, this ain't no place for little boys and girls, mm-hmm. right? This is the bad boy motor club. Uh, but other than that, I'm like, again, I've been complaining that they need to get this crew. I thought they were just going to get those other Ashiman that were with 10, but they weren't that interesting. Maybe the motorcycle boys. I mean, will bad be boy in. motorbikes, that could be pretty interesting. I don't know why bad boy motorbikes would ever want to get involved in this, but we'll have to see because we don't really know anything about them. So There's we'll have like to see what's going on. a whole bunch of, like, they have the hotel guys, they got a bunch of dudes. So I don't know who's got beef with other guys. So this is where we're going to do the drama side of things. One of my favorite things is when you end up when you have a page. Now, you still have to spell it out, but it's the Todoroki Alliance. And then at the top, it says flags, Todoroki. All right. <laughs> I guess they're on brand. Uh, but yeah, Very it looks brand. good. And not a ton happens, but it, what happens is good Solid. because it gets that these three, these it are our main three. Along. 
and they have a connection. You start feeling that before it was just like I, I never thought that they were going to break up the team or whatever, but it was playing out that way. They actually the feel like a trio now. Yeah, now it feels like even in the book, they're full out saying, okay, they're there, they're being very loyal. And, and so, and, and again, they're being loyal for not like, oh, I, I hope that she gets back to get, because she's going to destroy it anyway, she says. But, you know, Maruo, he just wants to be a manga protagonist. What better way? And he even says that, Dupo, I want to fight him again. I didn't realize that it was that hard. He was a rematch. And Ten just wants a family, I think. He just wants friends. So I like yeah. him. But what would you give this? I like this a lot. I'm going 8.8. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, and I'll be quite honest. I'm gonna go eight point zero. You know why? Okay. Flat eight. If, if people have to have noticed, me and you do not know the girl's name. Still, we still <laughs> don't. We we didn't say it, right? And so Lady. I'm guessing that you no big sis, big sis. So I think that maybe the play here is that like ten is the one who keeps saying big sis, big brother, big, big sis. sis, big brother, big sis. But Maruo is mentioned because you have the girl. I still don't know her name. And then that's no. on me. But it's not just on me. I made some notes and didn't even think of it. And then I'm like, oh, crap. So I have to go uh, a little down. double digits. So, you know, like it is getting there. Yeah, I still like it. And I like her. I, I know her dad's name, but I don't know because they say it a lot. But, yeah, I think that they have to have at one point her say, don't call me big sis. And if one chapter of him saying her name a couple times, we're in. But they right. don't really say it a lot, so I'm going to give it a little bit. I'll go eight five, but I still will go down. I like the chapter, but I'm going to go down just because of that. But again, it might be because I'm a dummy, and you know we'll go with that as well. But what is the next book? Well, here's one where I don't know the name to anybody in this book, but it's still I got good. You. I got still you. Good. <laughs> it's the Doron Dorora Rorons chapter nine. That kind of organism, which sounds kind of saucy. When you it does. Like that. It oh, does sound good. like I mean, this really. This is all wrong. I know. Seriously. Like, so oh, we geez. end up where we start off, and it looks like they killed that giant Mononiki, the one that did ended they? up. In, no, but they did. <laughs> they did, but not quite all of it. But you end up, this was the one where Doron, had, that it had killed his mom. So. Even then, getting revenge, you never really get that feeling. And he said that he had to decide, you know, because of the things going on in Kusanagi, like he said, I'm not going to go for revenge. We're just going to try to help people. So at the end, you don't really get a real sense of accomplishment because right mm. after you have Ginchayo, the girl, that's oh, her name. See? That's her name. Uh, she's like, oh, my God, they did it. No, no. All of a sudden. And, and again, I told you before we started. I, I can I can follow what happens for the most part, but it still does get a little confusing. I think that the and art where the is a little come out of at the start. I was confused. like in that I thought they were doing like one of them. What are those like cats cradle? I'm like, what's <laughs> going on here? What are they playing the games? Are they going to skip rope next? But yeah, Whoa. you see these hands come out, and what happens is almost the classic of when you have a hero jump in the villain and come smashing out. This is just this humanoid demon that was inside this. It, it, this plays out in my mind like almost like a jokey version of what we say happened with Kaiju number eight a lot. When we ended up, oh, my God, the Kaiju is dead. Oh, no, he's now Top Hat's here. Oh, he's there. He's this. And so you end up defeating the biggest of the biggest bads. Okay, where are we going to go from there? Oh, no, there was another humanoid demon inside his stomach. Who comes out looking at first like he might actually be just 
Maybe a human, though he's kind of got wings and hair that's really he's crazy, right? Yeah, so I mean, seriously, he does. And so when he comes out, and what I want to say, he yells, "Who percent?" Uh, he's <laughs> like, "Oh man, what happened? What went on?" They're like, "Oh my god, like you're you're a, a human. What's going? on? Oh, I'm still sleepy. Yeah, that kind of thing kind of ate me, but it was kind of cool to sleep in its stomach." I'm like, what the hell is going okay. on here? But as we go, yeah, okay, let's see. And I thought that this was going to be some wacky way to get some other character involved in the book with them. Like, like oh, he you was saved a good me. guy the whole like, time. I'm you, chilling. But he's just in the, the, the stomach. I thought it was going to be like, oh, like Chewbacca. Now we have a mm. life debt. And then you have to do <laughs> something. But now... This guy, at one point, he's growing, I don't know, shadow snakes? Then he's yelling. It doesn't seem like, at the start, and for a wee while, it doesn't seem like he's necessarily a bad dude. No. Then he becomes a bad dude. When he says, you're human, it's all bets are off. I'm like, holy moly. And he's like, yeah, I'm a human. And then he's looking around, hey, which way to the biggest city? I'm like, Jorah, don't tell don't him. Tell him. Why would you think to tell him? Chayo's in the back, like doing nothing because she's still frozen. Because, and that's again, that wasn't played out that well. She's the just par- standing paralysis. there. She says it afterwards to remind you. But at one point, you end up having this demon go, All right, look at you over there. I'm going to run at you and just, you know, run you over. And he goes running, and you end up having Dora jump out with. You know, Kusanagi has the katana deal, it looks, and stops this guy. Doesn't like kill him, like stops him, but he starts doing ping pong all around the, the thing. He's destroying half the town. I, what is going on here? And so with all that, he comes back and goes, man, you're lucky, but everything's destroyed. It looks like the lollipop killer just got. Oh, my goodness. And then she's like, oh, he saved me because I was frozen. With I'm like, oh, come on now. And basically... It's just this idea, and I'm telling you, and I'm going to ask you, when this demon says, hey, you ended up getting in front of that, and you saved that girl, but to your expense, you're going to die because of that. Why would you do that? Why do humans do stupid things like that? When you have Dora, this should have been a moment where I fly over to Ireland and give you a high five, right? This should have been an epic moment. Losing a friend hurts more than dying. That's the kind of organisms we are, idiot. That fell flat for me. Because I don't have the connection with these characters yet, and it's it feels way like we too have late. All these big, like what would be amazing moments, but we don't have that ground level, that like that foundation of the characters between Dora and Ginchayo. If this was something we hardly knew, yeah, yeah, we don't really know her, especially, and even in this, where you're playing up a chapter where as things have gone, you keep having Ginchayo say. Oh man, that surprises me. I didn't think that, or I didn't think well, they like, could do sure that. Don't tell, please. That also means that she doesn't know them yet. Oh, I don't know that. Well, if it would have been, we we have the only thing we have is Kusanagi with Dora. I don't even think that connection is enough to get me teary. It's you know what I mean? Ten. Yeah, it is uh, because we don't really, we don't even know what would happen because right here we just saw a Mononiki just get ping pong pinballed around a town, destroyed everything, got cut, but he's not dead. So what would it take to kill Kusanagi? Because we we really don't know the rules yet. And there definitely isn't a connection for him to say. That felt like you're just trying to force me to to accept that they are best friends for life, BFFs, and they would sacrifice I themselves. I've seen plenty of them saying, oh, we're best buddies. But 
None of it feels legit. And and him saying that, that he'd sacrifice her life for Ginkayo at this point, it seems like he might be a little insane. Like, he shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do I that, think dude. he's fake. Yeah, the so fuck. this thing just, it, it's just yelling at them. And, you know, all this in that big moment that's supposed to be, but then out of nowhere, another guy comes up. He comes up, starts slicing and dicing. And he's doing some damage. I mean, it looks like he cut off an arm. And But again, even th- that art got a little wonky for me. And then I guess you're supposed to say, like, oh, it looks a little like Zac Efron, this? right? It looks a little. Ooh. And ends up like, uh, you know, don't bother struggling. You're going to die anyway. But are you like, oh, my God. Look, and you just get, it's a samurai officer. Oh, well. And at the this came out with Ayashiman. They both came out at that same time, that same phase together. And I really do think that this one is headed for the axe. One of them is pulling the hedge. One of them's yeah. The one is actually like it. it, Both of them tried to do maybe a little too much. And at first we thought, and we even made the deal, they were taking that lesson from Nehru and Red Hood, and they were going full steam ahead, action, action, get to the thing, go. But we, this book, we've I've never gotten any sort of connection. The only thing that you keep getting because we had continuously. Chapter after chapter of, oh man, Kusanagi, you are great. I'm your friend. Let's make a katana. I, same you, old, I, you same know, old. And then you get, I'm doing this, you know. Are, are you really big with the leak samurai? Oh, I'm a no. leak samurai. You know what <laughs> well, I mean? That got dropped like after chapter three. Yeah, oh, but it's geez. just, and that's kind of the thing. Like the it, every every bit of character moments do seem forced on you. None and, of and it rings true. It, it felt and while we have the characters, we're getting more and more of in Ayashiman, and we're growing more attached. Here, it's the opposite. You know, we're getting we're getting more of. And there was a moment when Jinjayo, the samurai lady. I remember her name now. When she was first introduced, and we were like, "Oh, this yeah, we Doron, thought she was Doron. pretty cool." Like, and at that stage, we were thinking Doron, Dorororon. That was taking the lead. That was the one. But now, really, we don't even know anything about the samurai organization that she's nope. involved in. She seems to be front and center. We said this should cause trouble because there is a human. Regular guy, no spiritual power, with a monarchy who's joined up. Like, what is this going to do for her? And uh, the only thing we got, they Not went much. back to her house the one time, and she was petting Kusanagi. Hey, Kiku Chan. But I'm like, no, it's not enough. But what would you give this? Oh, I'll go with 7.5. I'm going 6. I, I think that it's really down. I don't want to like it. I want it to do better. I'm just not seeing it. But we'll move to the next chapter, which might be a little too spicy for the pepper. And one of the ones this where we one, get lots of scenes. Yeah, oh, this geez. one's allowed on the app. Why couldn't we get Lou? <laughs> I, I think they're just against Lou. It's all it is, you. right? This one, like, this one, sometimes, and I mean, you know, it comes with the territory because this is a Akashi Triangle. And sometimes there are some sus pages. But, like, it feels gratuitous. Some of the scenes. It's like three in a get, row. Like, how what? many times can you squeeze in a panty shot, really? Like, legitimately, every panel. I think uh, this, it, it reading this, the answer is eight. I, oh I mean, seriously, goodness. it goes. But you, you start out with, and what what was it called? It's this actually that chapter 78, Matsuri Fever. Oh, my goodness. It's getting hot tonight. Oh, it is. Suzu is in bed. She has a headache. But she has a headache because she's got all the things swirling around in her head. Mm. And the big thing is she can't get sick. You know, the Ayakechi medium Mediums. doesn't get sick. So 
I think that that's just thrown in because we kind of see at the beginning that she's not sick. She just says her head hurts because she keeps thinking of Matsuri dating Nina Kuru and all this nonsense. Oh, so her head's spinning. She's laying there. And you end up having, you know, Shadow May talking to Matsuri about it, saying, I'm I'm worried. And you keep you get the reminder that, you know, she wants to take over Suzu's body. So she needs to help Suzu. She can't let Suzu get hurt or get sick. And being sick would mean a big thing. So it's almost like we're going to team up to get her better a little because I can't afford for her to get sick. But I still hate both of you. So. And then she just, like, bails out. Is that yeah, my problem? she bails. <laughs> but with that, and again, if we're going to be going through chapters and things like this, and we get recurring characters, which me and you love, if we're going to get a recurring character, why not be Rita, Suzu's brother, who whenever he shows up, he's always going to open that door and see sus moments, and he's going to freak out. And... Or good. I mean, I don't know. It is a <laughs> sister. That might be disgusting. That's odd. He ends up where... He's there, but I also like that he, you know, hangs out with Shirgani. They're all there. He and Matsuri goes to nurse Suzu back to health. But again, mm. there's not really anything wrong with her. She just has these, you know, fears and theories she's got and things cold like that. Sweats. Yeah, and so she's having her problems. Her head hurts. She's thinking about all these nightmares. She keeps having nightmares. So you end up having this deal of a talk like, you know, when we got to figure this out, the girlfriend, boyfriend, and she says, I keep getting upset because I want to be your girlfriend. But they made the, the pact. They made it so that we can't be boyfriend and girlfriend until I'm a boy again, because I remember being a boy. That's what I am. And if we make out as girls, that's cheating. That's what he, he always or goes with. <laughs> you get in this chapter where she's laying there she's kind of passed out well what you get is about seven panty shots but oh, you also get well you know what maybe i'm not gonna be a, a boy anymore maybe i'm mm-hmm. stuck like this so what the heck why don't maybe we just get so bad after all oh jeez i don't know if this is the one because i know that i did see some people getting upset me and you talked a little bit about it the idea of we can't be until i'm a boy and then people are like well what's wrong with the bit but that's he's a boy like the idea of you gotta be your own person and how you identify he still identifies himself as a boy and he's very straight laced you know so in his head that's cheap and so he thinks yeah he thinks that if they kiss now she's kissing somebody yeah like it just swirls around but he is a boy in his mind and wants to be a boy so they've decided on this but then he's like eh Screw it. Maybe we could kiss. But then he's there. And the best is because, and this plays out great, it's because of the idea that you end up having a still image. You don't realize. You think that he's going in for the kiss. You don't realize that he's been there for five minutes. Shinigami's like, he's been there for five minutes already. And it is pretty funny when he looks in and there's Matsuri just puckered up, just sitting there because (laughs) he doesn't know what to do. And so the idea, though, Shinigami comes in because he's like, I know you're, you're doing sus things in there, but it sets the chain of events going where you even have uh, an, uh, an okage. But I think it's nonsense. You end up a distraction, people falling. The ghosts. They, yeah, they start making out tongue. Shinigami is oh, losing geez. his mind. He's yelling, oh, my God, it was the fake out. Ah, There's Rita. Hey. Girls, what Worst time to walk in. <laughs> After well, like, this is like a tactical play to have like the fake out and then like from above 
She had this yeah, all figured the out. Omakaji. I always forget that. She used an omakaji to fake out Matsuri so then she can go and jump on him and kiss him. And, uh, well, I have it in the headlock so, like, he can't move. Oh, jeez. Five penny shots in a row, including one of the most gratuitous penny shots we've ever gotten. And it's Matsuri laying there where she's going and kissing him like she's Spider-Man. Like MJ <laughs> and Spider-Man there. Uh, Rita walks in and is like, and I love to where Rita ends up to getting Shiragami and says, get out of there. They need to be alone. But he's freaking out. <laughs> I love this. He's the best. He always shows up. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, my God. And Susan, my fever's gone. We made out. That was great. And then you get the craziest deal here, which is one of the funniest things ever, where you end up having Matsuri say, listen, that's cheating. We talked about this. She says, no, it isn't. He's like, yes, we talked about this. And then Suzu says, I need to replenish myself with Matsuri extract. And I'm going to keep going for it. And it made me laugh so much. She goes, I'm going to keep on attacking to replenish myself. I don't know what that Matsuri extract is. That's starting to get real, real. Sounds sus to me. And then that's the deal then. This is the funny deal of it is I'm going to keep going for the kisses. And then Matsuri goes, well, I'm going to take it as training. I'm going to dodge the hell out of you. And then they just start running. It's like they're playing (laughs) kissy tag and jumping around, punching each other, yelling, bring it on. And then you end up having Shadow May says, I was worried for nothing. Now, does she say I was worried for nothing because of the fever? Because there's definitely more to worry. And you see uh, the black origami look in. So she could see it all. She better be real worried about this relationship because she wants to to separate them, but she's not going to be able to. I think she should be more worried, but I guess she means about. Like, she sent the black origami. Go check and see if she's sick, because that... She ain't they, sick. They throw she that, loves they, sick. Yeah, really. They throw that aside, but that is something that seems like it's a real big thing. If you mm. end up having a Ayakeshi, uh, you know, deal, get sick like that, that's something that shouldn't happen. So mm-hmm. she checked in. But it was more about the kisses and the panties. Oh, jeez. And crazy Rita and his reactions. But what would you give it? I mean, this is very much the classic Akashi chapter, even saucier than usual. But hey, we like it for what it is. And we did that. It's been a while since we had Rita. So yeah, always I like nice to have over the top Rita. So I'm going to go solid 8 out of 10. I'm going to go 8 out of 10 as well. Nice. Uh, I'm having problems thinking. I ended up, oh, I do not feel good. And I oh. took a lot of NyQuil before we started. I'm an addict, I am. But oh, we have no. one last book. For the section, well, one of our favorites, my book of last year. No, it's not. Even if you slip my mouth, we're not talking oh. that nonsense here. I mean, seriously. Oh, but my goodness. What are we talking about? Shades. Well, we're going to have one that's going to get you thinking even more because some of the crazy stuff that happens in this book. This is Dan Dan, Chapter 43. You won't get away with this. Yeah. And so we continue Okaron as a demon fighting evil eye. GG. Both are gems in their own way normally. Mm-hmm. But the gem status definitely goes to Okron here. Evil like oh. Gigi ain't getting no gem from me. They better well, stop, the, the they better stop this nonsense. Now, the thing that I get with that, though, they end up the beatdown, right? And he expends, Okron expends the energy for beatdown. And when we get to it, we could even count down. One, two, three, four. It's like he's doing, like, the, the stomp uh, for the freaking, you know, deal in the sweet chin music going Whoa. on here. So with that, though, it does expend the energy, which does knock Okron out of being his demon form. I'm only hoping that he beat the crap out of that demon and it's gone. I don't. It, I doubt it. But 
maybe Gigi is knocked out enough so they could at least save him from this get down below deal and get him out of there. And then maybe the burning of the house uh, that you ended up having Momo do that isn't in this chapter at all, which shocked me. That'd be nice, though, because that would be like a tag team takedown. Yeah, so. and I, I hope that's the case because if, if G, I'm telling you, if Gigi's out of this book, they have oh, made a huge mistake. Huge mistake. There's no way you would spend, like, it's become the Gigi this show. This is the thing. If you ended up having Gigi show up just so, like, oh, the plan is. Gigi shows up, he does his nonsense, but that leads to this story in his town, and then we get rid of him. You have to change up. Call an audible at the line, because you can't have that go on now. He is too good a part of this book. The whole readership has gone from ambivalence, they don't care about him, to they love Gigi. I gave this book my book of the year. I might as well just said Gigi is my everything of the year, because he <laughs> made it, but... That's the thing, too, though. Ocaron played well off of Gigi. And you have a progression here because one of the things I'm waiting for Gigi, because remember the idea that he was fighting it at first, but then it did take him over. We thought it. But then if if this is how he came back through their friendship. That's what I need. It's set up. Again, we had almost the same thing. And Doron Doron fell flat. It's too early. You don't have that setup. But here we know the last time and the only time that Ocaron ever said that, hey, you know, you're my friend. Gigi actually was shocked and said, what? What do you mean? You're my friend? And he's like, of course. And that's where we started getting all these ideas. Gigi is the way he is. He comes in like a lot of flash, right? Bombastic deal and over the top because he, he doesn't have a lot of friends. And so he, he tr- he's a tryhard. He tries so hard to be this interesting kid. But when we do see the little things going on, you see that he has a heart of gold. That's what makes the character. Genuine and all heart I of gold. need, yeah, all I need is for him for the power of friendship to win the day. And it sounds corny, but with this book, I think it would work. It would work hundred percent. And so you get G I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there that you know appreciates Gigi in his undies. You know, oh you know what I'm goodness. saying, right? I mean, he's a, he's a, <laughs> <laughs> it might be me. I don't know, but Okaron very well proportioned. He is beating okay. the crap out of Okaron. This is where this book takes a turn, though, where it could just be battle, 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 knockout, let's go. But what ends up happening is that finally, Evil Eye Gigi says. Ooh, I'm going to destroy you, and then I'm going to take my time on Momo. Oh, my Uh-oh. God, it's going to be great. I'm going to just destroy her. That is not something that you're going to get you past Okron. And Okron goes ballistic and says, and I love it. It's like, you made three mistakes, right? Y- you made three mistakes. First off, you, you want to hurt Momo, and that's something that I know Gigi would never, ever do. So I know that that's bull crap. Also, second, and this is the big one, you defiled Gigi. It's And that's big because, again, with these two, they have argued about Momo. I get Momo. You get Momo. So in this evil eye form going back and forth, it's kind of mimicking that. But then he mentions G- – and I hope Gigi can f- – and you even that have that look. True. You have a little bit of a look. Like the punches do stop here. I mean he was beating the crap, but then he He's says – And he says, give him back. Give me back my dear friend. Ooh. And that is huge. And then – as we know, when Okaron is in his demon form here, he ends up being full out. I mean, this guy has thighs of thunder. This is like the super squat He does attack. the squats, and he is crazy. If you ended up, if you ever watched American Dad, there is the episode where Roger becomes... <laughs> 
high school wrestler, and all he <laughs> does is squats. His legs are huge. So that's all it is. He just and then starts counting down. It's such trash talk to count down your punches, and he <laughs> levels him. I mean, he is destroying him. He could kill him. It's oh, really yeah. crazy because in this too, we didn't even say you end up having Evil Eye Gigi make a magical house to like lock him in. You're locked in here with me. They had that poison out from the worm. You had to. That was a weird play. Why had that that poison anyway? Because oh, this poison we have to get him in. Bashes him out of it. He's nobody's locked in anymore. But with that, he says the last thing was that you pissed me off. And that's the most Okoron trash talk we've ever got, right? Trash talk. My goodness. That is martial level trash talk. It is. Wow. And then says it's damn depressing and then falls over and, you know, reverts back to himself and then just kind of whimpers out, Miss Iessi, which is Momo. (laughs) Hell. And you realize, because at first, if you don't look, you almost get, oh, did did they punch themselves out of the ground? Oh, no, they're still underground. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they're both knocked out. And you can't see, obviously, you can't see Gigi. He's still in his undies there. But yes. you can't see if maybe not that eye, right? I, I don't know. I would hope. But I hope that it's just that he's knocked out. Because when he goes down, look at him. I mean, this when he hits that wall, it looks like his whole face is almost like burning eye. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, but uh, He got, like, a lot of hits to the head there. there. Now, if this ends up that Okron killed him and Gigi's gone, I will slice somebody myself. Okron, yeah, no longer yeah. a gem. Yeah. But I like that he adjusts his glasses just before he falls. Look at him. <laughs> He's got, like, Kevin McHale arms. I right, don't even know what like that super, means, right? He gets, like, plastic body yeah, there. Kevin Jeez. McHale arms. You're going to have to look that up. No, I don't know who that Somebody's is. Somebody's laughing. Oh, saying, no, somebody. Uh, but, yeah, they end up. Knocked out. I loved it. I, I thought it was great. It's again a banger. even a, a you know an issue where they bash and kill, try to kill each other. It's still <laughs> a banger. Says Jenny still so. has heart, and yep. that's why we like it in the first. Yeah, place. what would you give it? I'm going eight point eight. I'm going nine. I, I really liked it, but again, it's one of my favorites. So you kind of get a little push with that. But banger. that is the end of our first section. We're going to go off now to. Probably our second section of books. At some point, we might end up having a bit of the anime minute oh. deal. I ended Hello. up. I always forgot about it, right? Because I can't remember anything. But Jason C is doing the anime deal. I just want to give him a little shout out, so shout people out. will, you know, pay attention and maybe they'll go listen to him because he's a little classier. He oh. curls. He does. I, I don't know Hello. if you've ever you curled your hair, but that's beside the point. But with all of that, we'll be going to either that or we'll be back with some more. All right, and we're back, and what are we starting with, Luke? We have the starting with the bad boy Babington Blue Box shenanigans. We have Blue Damn Box right. chapter <laughs> 39. We have some black pink bangers. Oh, yes. my goodness. We have testing it out with perhaps uh, an unlikely gem and an unlikely not-so-gem. Gem. Oh yeah, my I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't trust this Karen. And that, if you don't remember, Karen that is Hyru's girlfriend, Uh-oh. the famous girl who likes to talk about stories as if she's not involved in them at one point. Very odd, but also seems to be pushing Hyru to do the the bad boy badminton, where maybe he's not so inspired to do it. Do you not think that's like some couple support cute vibes? I, I wouldn't like that. I mean, oh. here's here's couple support. Good luck. Right? There you go. go. Or do your best, not you better win. 
that's what Karen does. And the look that Hyru, you, you want to give him a hug. Because it looks like he's almost like really, and then even gets mad that she's looking at him later <laughs> when she gives him the thumbs up. I can I can understand that, you know. You know, he did have the bad boy pose though after he won. He like kind of yeah. looked over, and she's giving the thing. He's like, "You're ruining my mood." Ooh. Plus, I think he might have been looking at. Tyke. Oh my oh goodness! You <laughs> end up where at the beginning, Karen, and we had at the end of the last chapter, she ended up talking to Chnatsu Saw Tyke and says, "Hey." She is on the phone. You want to talk to her? And this could be the idea. What is he going to do? Is he going to start saying, oh, I'm sorry that you thought I was lying, whatever. But that might get her out of the game. You want to keep your head in the game when you're playing the basketball like Troy Bolton. But with this, he ends up getting it. And it doesn't matter. She hung up. (laughs) And he ends up where. And that's the thing. Did she hang up or did Karen accidentally hang it up? I don't know. There's layers here. He says, I'm 100% sure she did that on purpose. Or did she? I think that he means the she. I think it's Karen. Is this like the equivalent of the butt dial when you like fumble the phone and then you hit the. Maybe when he lifted it to his ear, it it hit the the hang up. She is holding it like she would have been able to do that and hang it. I I don't trust her. This is all Karen's evil. Schemes. Because it feels weird. He's like, I'm 100% sure that Shinatsu hung up on purpose. That would be weird. But Karen's just into the gossip, right? She's mm. she's a star, right? She's like, hey, so what's going on? How is it living with Chi, your crush, into the same rope? And he's, he's fumbling and bumbling and just basically says that he likes her. And we get the pretty much deal of Shinatsu is, a, you know, a, a flighty gal and we've said this she does go around looking with those deer eyes this is now part of the continuity this is in canon continuity it is. it's now in canon of the you know she just stares off sometimes like just crazy i'm like uh, we know this karen it's every cliffhanger Big and so he ends up liking that though and he's like oh i like it time goes slow around her she's relaxed whatever and karen's like well i guess that you two could live together i i don't get her but then we end up where they run into Hyrule. He did not actually know that they were going to go. And, you know, he ends up saying, you actually showed up again. I don't know that half of this stuff isn't for Taiki. But she's like, oh, yeah, of course, I'm your girlfriend. I'm your cute girlfriend. And he's like, you're not supposed to say that about yourself. But he's going to go off and play some of the bad boy badminton here. And she says, make sure you win and looks very stern about it. He doesn't even look her in the eye. He looks down and says, "I know." And I don't it, it know. Really, I think that I think you're you're seeing. Uh, why so then would you have the next deal where Taiki looks like he's like, "Oh man, that sucks." The way she's treating him with Taiki always looks like that. Her face is blacked out though, there, so that so you just can see his reaction. And he, it seems like he doesn't even say good luck, right? He doesn't even get to talk because she's already said that. He looks away, oh. and off, off they go, and. Yeah, talking about the idea where Karen's like, I don't know how you guys get to balance the personal life with your sports and things like that. I have problems focusing on stuff. And, you know, this is how we got together. And we go through the story of she how. She gives it the whole life story here. At one Jeez. point, she does start talking as if it's like a drama on the deal. Like, oh, those two kids, they. And he's like, why is she talking like this? But it all comes down to that she was stressed out. And Hyru ended up realizing that, so he came over to our house and gave him or her his second grade diary, which is just nonsense. But saying that, if you get all crazy and you think that you can't do anything right, 
read this each night and you'll know that there's some dumb people out there like me. Like you've got more going on than than this little kid of mine who when you're reading and she was reading the diary, he pounded his head into the ice uh, on a lake and thought that it might have been made of metal. There's the first one. But then he goes, check out this one. And it's when he thought he saw the UFO. The UFO one in particular is a banger. Now, this whole, like, this whole flashback, and I'm telling you, this is the best couple, like, romance we've had in years in this book. Oh, my goodness. Because everybody's will they, won't they, and they won't talk. So with that, we're not talking about Witch Watch this week. This is this is the Witch Watch talk here. It's nonsense. And Shit. doing this other... Mo- I don't mind next chapter if we end up getting the drawn-out version of Hyrule's diary for a couple pages, right? More like it's more in tune with the more book. More in tune and more on point with what's actually going on. Yeah. So his plan, though, worked because she says, well, now I won't be thinking of anything but you. Oh. Now, with that, though... She says, we're still trying to figure out if it'll work. I'm like, he's going to break up with her soon. I know it. And then that's going to cause trouble because then you're going to get Taiki thinking that she's going to go. He's going to go for Chinatsu. But I I just don't see them working, especially when, yeah, we're still on this phase of seeing if it works. And I'm like, oh, that that does not sound good. But there she is yelling again. You got this. I'm telling you, she is overbearing. I think that is just normal support. No, I don't know. Oh she ends goodness. up like even that, like, t- who else is yelling here? The I mean, there are dudes. people yelling later. But at this point, I think she's yelling like in the middle of a freaking point. Uh, but, yeah, he ends up winning and he ends up turning and like, oh, my God. He's like, oh, look at me. The cool guy looks over and she gives the OK. OK. Like, OK, you're allowed to still date me. I'm telling you, I don't trust her. And Good he's night. like, quit looking at me. Turns around. But, yeah, the whole deal of this, you know, goes back to. You know, him talking, yeah, I got to talk to Chinatsu. It's it's the same deal. Now we end, though, because he's coming up with a match with Hyoto, his rival, but it's not the final. So it's a crazy deal. He has to get by his rival to get going. I don't understand half of what they're saying. They, they end up about at, stuff that happened that we barely remember. At the one thing, Hyoto was the one who talked to Taiki. And kind of gave him a pep talk, but wasn't that nice about it. But we thought that he was nicer than we had thought. And we mm-hmm. we thought it was weird, too, that, you know, Hyru being the rival, of they still went to practice with him because he's going to go to university later and stuff. So he's done. This is his last deal. But the talk of, hey, you were talking to that first year about the, you know, who's going to come here next year and whatnot. It's not going to be. It just kind of went over my head to the idea of. You know, I think it's like, let's go play now and whoever wins. But he says, if you don't win a game from me, you won't be coming back next. What the hell is his deal? So weird. But And then he starts throwing shade. It's not going to be in this building. So then he gets the geography maps And the thing is, the geography maps, he would be glad of that. He was already pissed off because it was too close. He likes to travel. So I... But then at the end, you're just left that they're going to have their match. So we're going to see that. So yeah, I, I hope that... And what we've had which is kind of the norm for this book is to go to the next chapter and the tournament will be over. So we'll just be told. I kind of want to see a bit of this. I wouldn't mind. Dare I say it? I wouldn't mind a few chapters. Of bad well, we, we should get it because we've set it up so much of, of Hyru going to the nationals mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and you'll get more Karen. I know you like Karen. She's, she's no gem for me. The gem gem is straight up Hyru with that diary. I mean, oh, Hyru's diary. 
I need to see more of these entries. I want to see. I want Lou to find it and think it's some sort of like experimental technical book about UFOs and crazy things. But what would you give this? I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. I did like the focus on Haru and uh, Karen, even if Jim doesn't like her. I mean, it says a lot that the most enjoyment we've had from these chapters in a while are away from the main cast. Because I've been getting sick of Taiki spinning wheels. And, and Taiki's Jinatsu. really not doing anything in this. So it's not even like he's doing it. I liked it. They've all just been kind of in transit, just not doing anything. And what, what's he done for us lately? Nothing. So <laughs> A I mean, flashing gang signs. That's about it. So. She ended up, she got Biggie killed, I think. <laughs> that's what happened. I mean, oh, no. R.I.P. R.I.P. Seriously. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> so at least, I, even if it's in the past, at least it's something that we actually see happening for once. So and one I of my like big that. things like that, I think that you would, like I said, you'd set up Hyrule especially with Hyoto as the rival, so we better see some of that. And I don't need every point, but I need to see some of it. It's been set up, so don't just count. don't just go. Now, again, it's a weird deal and a weird play because Taiki's not there, and he's usually the point-of-view deal that we're not even finding out anything with Shinatsu. I mean, it's odd that, you know, you would have Good. expected that he would have been able to, we could have gotten some basketball. She hung up I, the I'm phone. telling you, I don't even know what Shinatsu, like, does she, you know, have a great outside shot? We could go and she could slam dunk. Is she one of the generation of miracles? Yeah, we have no idea. Is she where the game is hottest it's right now? It's always the hottest right now. Uh, but what would be your score? I go 8.2. I'm going 8. I'm going okay. a solid, solid 8. Solid. It's good, though, but I do like a little high road, don't trust Karen. But even not trusting Karen doesn't make it a bad chapter. It actually makes it more interesting in Ooh. my mind. But we're going to go to the next two books. And the next two books are all you. Whoa. Because we're going to be going into things that I am not reading. So you, you you take it away. A new book for the podcast here, Stop right? yourself in, Jim. We are getting into the big leagues now. This is something that you have never caught up on. And you're not going to be catching up on anytime soon. So we're just going to jump right in. And uh, you're going to roll with the punches. And I'll explain all as I can. This is Jujutsu Kaisen, Chapter 174, Sendai Colony, Part 1. Now, Jim, you're thinking this is a Part 1, so this is a good jumping on point. This is what's been going on recently in all these different colonies. Is basically all of the Jujutsu sorcerers in the world have in Japan have all been split up like under the dome style. Like, well, you remember that DC? Well, who was that DC guy that was putting all the, like, That was Telos. Telos. Who is, put them in convergence, where they go. were all going to fight, yes. We're having some convergence sorcery business going on here. And while we have been following the main cast, Yuji Itadori, you remember him, and Fushigiro, they were in the Tokyo colony. This is in Sendai, so this is a different part of Japan. And here we see some of the big players. We have the lady who can go, like, split herself all up as we see our bodies all floating. And funny pop there, hair man. These are two of the big players. And we only just met them, but we know that they have a lot of these points because everybody's killing to get these points. It's the death game. Uh, and we do see that they're looking and they're comparing their points to Okatsu Yuta. Yuta Okatsu is another one of the main players. And he is from our team. He's one of the main cast. And he's, in fact, one of the main characters from the Jujutsu Kaisen prequel, who's only just returned into the story pretty uh, pretty recently. So it's very exciting. I know, I know. 
It's exciting <laughs> to see him come back. I, I get to do the sound effects now, but keep going. Even better, he was just in the new Jujutsu Kaisen movie, so to see him in action here, I know it's exciting indeed. It is. So he's the dude with the sword who comes in here. And while they're all talking and wondering what the next big play is, we see that he is actually doing the heroic thing here. He is keeping all the uh, civilians who are stuck in this under-the-dome business. He's keeping them all safe from by all the, big. the by the big from all the other different sorcerers uh, who are going to because they can kill everybody for points. So he's trying to keep them safe. He's doing the right thing, uh, and we do see that it, it doesn't last long. This safety because. We get the giant cockroach tidal wave. Yeah, I see him. It's as disgusting as it sounds. Yeah, he's and, uh, did you see this guy like in the splash page? This guy, I don't know what happens to him. He gets like absorbed and then just it comes out of him. He turns into a skeleton by the end of it. He just gets completely ripped apart. And this is what Yuja Ogatsu is going up against. And he's thinking that the cursed energy of this swarm of cockroaches is insane and it's all coming from this cockroach man who is the uh, cursed spirit of the cockroaches who is bad news indeed but then we do get to see that uh, going up against him usually is quite a formidable foe because not only has he got the sword skills and the whole time we kind of have these two other sorcerers running the finn commentary as we go and they're kind of commenting on how much how impressive his power is but he's also got the Rika that he can summon. This Rika is uh, this crazy big monster lady. And there is a big connection between those two. I'm not going to spill all the beans. If you want to know more, you can go watch the movie, Jim. But well, is that what I'm going to have to do? There is a connection here. And, and it's exciting to see these two back in action because we haven't seen these two together. Spoilers. Spoilers indeed. We haven't seen these two together in a long time. So it is nice to see them back at it again. But then we do see finally he comes face to face with this weird cockroach dude who doesn't he, I don't know, does he even look like a cockroach? He's just wearing the big cape. I think he kind of does. He it's looks disgusting. And creepy. all those cockroaches are all in. Yeah. <laughs> he is angry because he was supposed to be having this other sorcerer for breakfast. But then Aww. indeed Okatsu ended up getting rid of him. So now he's directing all of his hunger straight to Okatsu. So Okatsu is going to have a hard time trying to deal with it. But in the meantime, Okatsu being the gem. And I will say he is a gem here, Jim. Do you uh, think I, he is? Are you saying that? He, he has very much a high gem potential here because he's looking after all the civilians and then he's thinking. He's thinking about his sensei, Gojo. And Gojo, you've met Gojo. He was in the chapter. Um, he's the guy with the blindfold. Now, he's been MIA. He's been taken off the board for well, a long... Uh, indeed. He's been taken off for, like long-term now. So it's up to Okatsu. He's Because really, when everybody else was in the nitty-gritty back in the Shibuya incidents, Okatsu was living it up abroad. He was mm. in Europe. We didn't he was know in Europe, he was out doing know. crazy stuff. Hello, yeah, love, he was doing Hello, all sorts love. of weird stuff. But uh, he's back now, and he's kind of taking the reins, and he's going to try and save his sensei. He's going to try and save Gojo. Oh, that's Jam. That is big Jam. And, this, and he's going to kill his best friend, who is the evil guy that we see down below. Uh, so he's going to do all that, and he's going to win 
this whole sorcery game business in the dome and he's going to obtain all the 400 points from killing all the baddies so really he's going to do it all single-handedly but he might have a tough time doing it because we do see evil cockroach man pulls out of nowhere some weird looking blade uh, yeah thing. i see that thing's crazy if you're if it's got eyes on your sword that's bad news you don't want to be yeah, I mean, then you're going to get like... It looks like an axe with, with eyes, right? Paper cuts in the eyes? Like, nobody wants that. That's bad news. So, I mean, Yuta's got a big sword, but this guy's got a weird festry sword, so you don't want either of that. So, we're going to have to see... I'm pretty sure Yuta is going to be able to handle this business, because Yuta is a gem, and this chapter just did all but confirm that again. Oh, my goodness. So, it's very nice to see Yuta back in action. I suppose... It would work for you, Jim, because you might not have met Yuta before, but even in this chapter alone, you get a good sense of what a swell guy he is. Yeah, he seems swell. And, there and you with go. That, like I said, when we were talking and you said you're not going to know what's going on, of course I won't. I don't know what half the things going no. on tonight. Uh, but with that, I'll, I'll get into the here and now eventually mm-hmm. and be able mm-hmm. to jump in and ask you more questions and things like that. Plus, I have the Luke soundboard. So that'll uh, that's half out. Good night. Good day, mate. I didn't uh, say that. But what would you give it? I'm going. I'm going high. I'm going nine out of ten. Yeah. And again, I'm kind of. I'm. I'm at around chapter seventy, so hmm. I have about a hundred chapters to go to catch up. But you know, I always do like the art. I, I like the book. Oh yeah, the splashes in this chapter were incredible. Yeah, yeah, I do like it. So uh, we'll be moving on to the next book, though. And again, we talked about this one last week. Still don't know what the hell's going on myself, but that's why you're here, Luke. And what is that? Now, here we have uh, from extreme action to extreme quiet. Oh, my goodness. This is the My Hero Academia's chapter 342, the extreme quiet before the storm. Now, it's not really quiet because it's more just talking heads. This whole chapter is just chin wagging. Chin yeah, wagon. I suppose that's okay. It's it, it makes for a good you know wrap up and and now we're really getting into this big war that's mm-hmm. about to kick off. But as a chapter in itself, a little underwhelmed. If I'm going to be brutally honest, we do open in the UA high evacuee residential area where all the different uh, civilians are living, and we do see some sus. Civilians are in amongst the rest of the crowd, and they are working for all for one, the big baddie. They are passing on the new orders, and they're pretty sus. And their their role is to uh, rally the discontent and fan the flames. They want everybody angry with our heroes again, and angry they want to kick out Midoriya because back in the day they kept Midoriya out, and then all of the, his classmates managed to get him back in and really emotional turn of events. But now they want to fan the flames and get everybody all angry again, so they kick him out just before this big bad war is going to kick off. So that's bad news. But it turns out that our heroes are probably, you know, maybe two steps ahead. They're MC Skaka. They're two steps ahead of all this weird nonsense going on. And then we do move on to the student dorms, and we see this is all Deku's classmates. They're all very tired from all their big search efforts, trying to track down the baddies. And it's nice. We basically get to see the whole gang here. And then we see guest appearance. We see All Might in his Small Might mode. Uh, you, you, you've seen Small Might yep, before. Yep, I've seen him. And uh, even the principal and the police officer, Sukauchi, who is the serious dude with like the handlebar mustache. He's 
serious business now. But they are here to discuss the final plans before the second pivotal war. So even they are getting in on this chin wagon action. But this, perhaps the most important part of the chit chat, we don't get to hear because we, we see everybody discussing things, but no speech bubbles. So we are only left to imagine what the grand plan is. But it's nice to see everybody kind of getting on the same page here. And then all the different cutaways to all the important characters, Aizawa, uh, and then Endeavor, the heroes. So everybody's there. Todoroki, Bakugo, the whole gang. Uh, and then the next day, they spill the beans. And this is what surprises the sus civilians. Because it turns out that they jumped the gun. They're going to bail out early before any of this discontent can be sorted. Uh, and everybody's very surprised by that. They end up going, well, they say their goodbyes. And then they go to makeshift Fortress Troy, which is pretty snazzy. I like it. I think it's pretty cool. It's one of the it's the same design as their old dorms, but with more super armor uh, protection. So, and basically, this is almost like the army barracks that they're staying in. They're only bringing like the bare essentials with them, uh, because basically, this is just their staging area before they go fight all the villains. But before all that, and we do have a very touching moment here. We do have Uraka. This is Uravity, uh, one of Deku's classmates. She's looking out over the skyline and she's looking at the wreck city that's been destroyed ever since the last big battle that all the heroes and the villains had. And she's thinking, geez, she's very conflicted because she's thinking, you know, they're the goodies and they're going up against the baddies. But she's met a couple of the baddies and we've met a couple of the baddies, Jim, because we met some of them last chapter that we discussed, including Himiko Toga, yeah, who went back to her childhood house and was having her own conflicted thoughts here. And now Urarak is thinking that maybe, you know, she's looking back. She remembers that time they did have a one-on-one way, way back in the in the original fight. Uh, and basically, Urarak was thinking her way of doing things, the hero way was the right way, but then maybe Himiko Toga had her own villain way of doing things and maybe the villains weren't so bad after all maybe the bad guys weren't bad guys Jim. so it was pretty they were deep. bad guys but not bad guys incredible and i'm I, as i was you know reading this i i get that like i'm i'm getting on board i, I like know, it and it's nice it's not like, gonna hit as hard as as obviously somebody has been reading all this time no. but uh, but this, enjoying th- it. this whole conversation is just paying off of stuff that's been building up now for, at this stage, hundreds of chapters. This subtle kind of background and the relationships being built. And even what Deku says, what Midoriya says, when he was going up against the big bad Shiggy and he saw the little kid inside, he saw, you know, the, the traumatic childhood that created the monster. And maybe he's thinking, maybe these bad guys aren't so bad. But they just, they, because they've been growing up in this hero society where they've been conditioned to think otherwise, that's why they're kind of eh, embracing that and going against the pack. And that's making them weirdos. Just a couple of weirdos standing looking at the city. Yep, but it's a very over. thought-provoking uh, thought-provoking conversation here in what is I'm, undoubtedly the best part of a very kind of boring Yeah, yeah, and, and I'll give you that. That, you know, just me jumping in and, and you filling me in and things like that. It, it was a little yakety yak. In yeah, the like as a jumping on point, not the most exciting chapter. I mean, like, if you look at this compared to Jujutsu Kaisen, oh boy, you might not know what's going on in, in Jujutsu, but you're certainly more but excited than this. Right? I know. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you have a, cool. nice, a nice chat, but, like, now I'm kind of ready for the fireworks factory. 
at this stage. And I think by the end of it, I think as we do see we're Alpha getting ready. One, yeah, we're I I expect next week we're getting we're getting into banger territory, Chip. Banger. Indeed. Uh, I'm not going to go as high on this one. I think I go just flat eight. With that, we're going to go off to Jason with his oh. anime a corner is what he's officially calling it. I think that he always did, and I didn't know what it was. I was calling <laughs> it like the anime minute, but it is Jason's anime corner. Oh. And I'm trying to look to see what it is, but it does not say. It's a so surprise. It is a surprise. So we'll see what what Jason's going to be talking about, and then we'll be back with three books to finish up the podcast. Pardon the interruption, manga fans. This is Jason dropping in for another quick anime corner. Today I'm going to tell you about a current Winter 22 anime that is in the running to be my favorite of the season, even though, sorry Luke, it does not feature a cute, jiggly cosplay girl. No, today's show is Tokyo 24th Ward, an original anime from Studio Cloverworks available on both Crunchyroll and Funimation. The title may be confusing as, we all know, the city of Tokyo is composed of precisely 23 wards or districts. In this show's alternate present, there is a 24th district that sits on an artificial island in Tokyo Bay and is jointly administered by the victorious allies of World War II. This island will soon become a fully incorporated part of Tokyo proper and there are shadowy forces plotting to make a nefarious profit when this happens. The main characters are a conveniently color-coded trio collectively named RGB. R is Ron Akagi, red-haired graffiti artist. G is Koki Suido, green-haired son of a local politician. And B is Aoi Shuta, blue-haired baker who has always dreamed of being a superhero. A year before the main action of the show begins, a suspicious fire traps her friend Asumi inside a burning school building. The trio works furiously to save her, but are unsuccessful. She perishes. A year later, at Asumi's memorial service, the trio meet up again. During this meeting, all three of their phones ring simultaneously, and the caller ID says that the call is from Asumi. This impossible phone call is the hook that launches the show. Doesn't occur in every episode, but these calls and their fallout are what move the plot forward. Every call describes a dangerous incident that is about to happen. Each incident is the form of a moral dilemma. It doesn't seem possible to save everyone involved, so who will the boys choose to save, and who will they choose to sacrifice? These calls also trigger unexplained changes in the trio. The graffiti artist gains super computer hacking skills, the politician gains super people motivating skills, and the baker slash superhero wannabe gains super parkour skills. Sometimes they overcome the dilemma and find a way to save everyone. Sometimes they don't. The mystery, of course, is where are these calls coming from? Is it really Asumi? Is she somehow alive? Or is someone impersonating her, and why? Either way, how is this person able to predict future events, and then what about those superpowers? The animation here is mostly quite good, with just a few action shots that look more weightless than you'd really like to see. A few minutes into episode one, there's a headbutt scene that I had to rewind to watch multiple times because it was just so hilariously janky. But the characters and central mystery of the show are what will keep you coming back. Every character has a backstory. Every supporting character has a reason to exist and a part to play in the story. Each member of the central trio has a distinct personality and set of goals. They're old friends, but ones that have grown apart and now find themselves needing to push through that friction to work together. Each dilemma feels dire and with a ticking clock that forces quick decision-making. The characters are fallible and vulnerable, and the dark forces in the background are truly threatening. The city is textured and complex, featuring subcultures that might spring up in such a world. And I really want to know where those phone calls are coming from. Throw in some fun scenes at a friend's okonomiyaki restaurant, and that's plenty to keep me interested. Right now, we're just under halfway through the show's 12-episode season, so there's plenty of time to get caught up before that mystery is revealed. If you can, you should at least check out the first four minutes of episode one and wait for that double headbutt scene. It's worth a lot. That is all I have to say about Tokyo 24th Ward. But if there are other shows, new or old, that you'd like me to check out, email weirdsciencemanga at gmail.com or tweet at weirdmanga, and I'll be sure to have a look. 
Now back to Luke and Jim and the pictures that don't even move. All right, and we are back, Luke. What are we starting this last section with? We're starting it off with bangers and muscles. We have indeed Jenny. Uh, we have <laughs> the, Jenny. the mashes, the magic, and the muscles. Chapter 95, getting close to the big triple digits. Oh, my goodness. And this is chapter 95, as it loads. Mash, uh, burn, dead, and the uh, god of water. <laughs> I'm going to butt in. the words right out yeah, of my mouth. And with that, you end up, you know, kind of getting a little explanation again of the third line magic. Three lines means trouble. The triples. And it is able to really set a magic that becomes godlike they and really in this. i thought that was what the double like are we going to go like quadruple, quadruple? i don't think it but maybe that's something that could i don't know if you have enough room like but you, you end up like bigger do we get if you're going to go god level you might as well produce a god and poseidon ends up you know pretty much being there and you get these water attacks and it, it pretty much goes through the whole chapter where mash is just getting the crap kicked out of him he's trying to Kind of weather the storm a bit as Finn loses his mind, screaming constantly like He's he doing does. More talking to my hero academia chapter here. Just. We ended up in the, the thirds water, Poseidon's Angus. And I said Angus, everybody. Whoa. And I, you know, you, the, the four lines is the Poseidon's anus. You never want that to happen. <laughs> no. You never do, right? And, and probably that would smell like trash island. You end up where this all this attack's going on. Sometimes in my mind, if you didn't have Finn there to give you some of the deal, first off, you even said you wouldn't have anything to even any guy. Yeah, one second read. He does end up, and it's a weird deal. Is the play because they're afraid, like some of the frenetic action, the frantic action, you wouldn't get? And there was a few times where I was relying. On what Finn was saying to figure it out. I mean, at one point, he's pretty much doing play-by-play. He might as well be like, and and Mash steps up to the plate, and he's like, like it's crazy. Move. Because at one point, you do have Mash full out, try to punch Domina, and it gets blocked by water. Finn yells it, oh my god, he had him, but the water got in the way. I love that it's like his way of thinking that the water got in the way. And so with that, you end up having the power of the god Poseidon, and, and you end up Dominus water. says, "Yeah." And then Dominus says, "I'm going to be the water now." Poseidon has a short fuse. A human can't possibly compete with this level of stuff, and is really throwing shade of, "Look at everything that I can do." As he is beating the crap out of him, but I think he really wants Mash to give up the idea of, "Yeah, you know what? I can't compete with this." But that's the thing, Domina. He doesn't know Mash, right? Because Mash does not give up. I mean, it, whether it's because is he brave? Huh? Is he just dumb? Huh? I don't he know. doesn't give Bit up. Sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's one or the well, other. I mean, Finn how is right. Be? Finn is right here. He's getting a beat down the likes of which we've never seen in ninety-five chapters. He is getting wrecked. And then it, I think that that's pretty cool that it shows you two things. First off, it does show you Mash can take a beating. He does, but it also shows you Domina. It thinks that this is the end game. Like he is done now. I he wants to impress the whole talk. Remember before even last chapter was, you know, oh father is going to be this. And Smash just keeps going. Hey, if you keep talking about father, you know, yippity yap, get going. What's and so he is do? just going to just try to destroy him. And again, I think that what Finn says really plays out that this is this is it. This is the big attack. So if Mash can get through these. That means that there's going to be some kind of you know, opening or that he has shown that he's a little more. And, yeah, Finn says he's never taken trouncing. 
He goes through all this, but by the end again, Domina, who thinks everything is done, says a merciless human like you will never be strong enough to topple. Uh, and he's about to say a god like me and just gets Gah! and boom and and mash is just going nuts and ends up where he says it's time now. I have no other choice. I promise pops. I, I love when he says pops. pops. It, it, it makes it actually makes me feel good inside the pops. And we love pops. And so again, though. Remember, the, the whole play of this is father, this father, that mash. There's no father, you know, of that. Pops mm. is his father. Pops is the guy. That's he real and so father. he ends up and you see that everything he's done, Pops helping him, you know, even putting the scar, you know, there so he doesn't get singled out or whatever. But there's another level to mash that he promised never to do. He promised Pops to not do that. So. Why would like it has to be crazy for Bob to say, you know, don't do that? But yeah, it just ends with I'm going to unleash my full power. Mike clicks up. We were trying to figure out exactly what's going on, and we're a little bit. I don't know. Cream puff dispenser. That'd be funny. It's like cream puff. That you would think that that would be involved, right? But we haven't seen seen cream cream puffs in a while, so we'll see. I I just want a cream puff attack. And it just goes down, and and then he'll have like a cream puff guy that's like Jigglypuff, and he'll be there. Oh my goodness! But but you see, this is a big weakness because nobody likes a soggy cream puff. So water is a a, a natural. I wouldn't nemesis. like that. Yeah, really. So he better not be cream puffing it. Oh, but we'll see what it is. And that's a cool cliffhanger, though. Mash tends to hang on these fights for a while. And this is dragon. Yeah, it is dragon. So this better be like okay. Right, let's go next chapter because. What we get is every chapter really boils down to, especially if Finn's around, you get the person talking trash, magic's better, magic's better. Mash takes a beating and then just at the end just starts using his muscles, makes up weird terms for, you know, try, you know, try this and bicep powers. And and then at the end, yeah, Finn losing it and he wins. But yeah, this is. A little more, he's getting that beat down, but I want to see what this full power unleashed is. Oh. And with that, it's it's about time. So, what would you give mm-hmm. this? I liked it. It was solid. Nice to see Maj actually getting worked for once, because usually he's the one doing the work. And, uh, so, that was nice. It's still a lot of Finn Chan, still a lot of the rigmarole, the, the classic Maj. But we do like the classic Maj. I've come around. I used to not like it. I've come around. So I'm going to go solid 8.5. I'm going 8. And and with that, the idea, I think here by now, you would have had in any other fight, it seems, is that Mash's determination, his deal would have won over. Dom- Domino's not going to be won over. This this is going to end up, you know, being a battle to the end for one of these guys. You would assume it's Domino, but uh, we'll have to see. I, I get the feeling that he will end up being beat up, but then somehow will get away and, and go back to you know, the deal and set up because with that though, I mean, remember we have the divine visionary, you know, status mm-hmm. on the line here and the on wand the line and all those things. So we'll have to see how that goes. There are who ordered the steak, but who yeah, I think steak? I'm going to go eight, but we'll go to the next book, which is kind of our little niche book. I who think ordered the meme. Yeah. Who ordered the meme? And we did. Meme right. is, is great. I mean, anybody with PPPPP or P6, I know that some people call it that, but I even put a review up on our Instagram, oh, and I just is... don't think that many people are reading this. I, I mm. think, and it's it's not bad. It's not the banger all the time, 
but it does have good characters, right? And that's mm-hmm. kind of what we like. And it's kind of our little, you know, little book that we, we enjoy. It's like a very niche book, yeah, even yeah. for us. Yeah, it does. Know? But I, I'm enjoying it. But go with it. What is it? It is the P6s. P-P-P-P-P-P. Chapter 19. The Dreaded Beginning. Of the end. Here's the funniest thing. When we get to the one page, I'll ask you. But on the page, you end up having Lucky. He looks like he's passed out or trounced on. You do get the feet of all of the siblings. They're all there. And we're we're starting to get. Yeah, really. And then one guy is there. You know, ballet shoes. You got clogs. I mean, really. The clogs coming up. With that, the dreaded beginning or whatnot, you do start getting mention of the other siblings in a way that might be. Hey, we're not really going to fight them piano style, oh. piano karate. We're going to end up where He's it's the mom. Him. It's the mom that they're going to want to go see might be the sticking point to get to the end. But Do it, you think the kid with like, because everybody has his face in the way. Do you think the kid with the feet pointing towards, is that Ruggiero? I don't know. Those perhaps? don't look like boots that Ruggiero would wear. wear. the combat No, boots, I don't think he? that he would be that. It seems more like a clog yeah, kid. Yeah, now you can tell who Meeman is. Just because her yep. hair is all the there. Hair is She's got like the ballet shoes, which is great. But you end up, remember, she came through the window, almost like Paul McCartney sang on Abbey Road. But you end up oh, where geez. she also has a shirt that says Meeman, and they point it out again. It's so great that she goes around with a shirt with her name on it. <laughs> the thing is, Meeman be Meeman, and it, that's Meeman the problem. Meeman. The book is plain. We made that joke a little just because she was... But that's what it is. I mean, we oh, actually played the meme and card hardcore. Yeah, and we we was it a crystal ball type deal? I don't know because meme and being meme and it ends up being by the end is meme and being meme and it's gonna kill her because there's gonna be nobody to stop her, and that's the thing. Remember, True she Meeman. wants to end up destroying all of piano competitions, not because like her dad wants to. No genius means everybody out, just my kids. She wants to get rid of critics and people because she wants to play her own music without people, you know, saying that it's not right. Things like that. But the idea is, and the play has been lucky, and everybody else has always been there to give her, you know, boundaries. She can't, and without boundaries, she is going to die. I mean, you even saw earlier where she's just going to jump off a, a roof. Jump off the roof. Yeah, and he's like, you can't do that. Why not? And the best that we were going back and forth with things on Twitter where she just says, I'm going to call this tree margarine. Just out of nowhere. That won't get you killed. But unless the tree comes to life and is pissed. But who knows? But yeah, so she comes in to the house and she starts yelling for Milolan, who isn't there. But then at one point she's eating. Then she has her supporters following her, trying to find her. Then she's the secret service. She goes into Dada and goes like, hey, you're the bald guy. I'm not bald. And then she just kind of lays on the table and then yells, where's Malolan? I want to ask her something. The only one here is lucky. No, there's a lot of people there, Meeman. She (laughs) just she's so crazy. And the problem is, by the end of this. She's so crazy that I kind of lose track of what the hell's going on in this. She's kind of overtaken the whole book. She has. And the big thing is, and here's the big, and we'll get through this quick enough. She says, hey, by the way, Lucky, I went and saw Mom. Now, this is a no-no that he you end up having Lucky being afraid of. He talked to Mm -hmm. Rishiro before he ran into Meeman in that electronics store. And if you want to get, you know, a gem and you want to get, you know, the heartstrings, you do see that Rishiro, who's doing better, he sleeps with a lucky Sleeping. plushie. 
He ends up, because when Lucky ends up at that point, he becomes a star head at points, but he's got that plushie of him like that. I think one of a kind. Yeah, and that would be cool. And then again, I I bet in this world you could buy a Ruggiero plushie because they're so famous. Not a Lucky. He probably has to get that, you know, made, but that's how he sleeps. And it's nice. And and they're talking. This is, again, they seem to be talking. Ruggiero, he's a little needy, sends 80 texts in an hour, but it's nice. But they say... And and Lucky says, we've got to get the kids. We've got to get all the brothers and sisters. We've got to go see mom. Remember, they haven't really pushed the idea, but she is on a timer here. She is mm-hmm. going to die. And so they go down the list. And this is where I think, okay, we're not going to really get to see all of these. We're just going to get these little bits of who's nice and who isn't. Because then you, you end up, and we wouldn't even know, Don. Don would go, and they're discussing who would go. Don would go, but he might forget about it. So yeah, he's a little flighty himself. He forgets things. He looks like Beethoven, by the way. Then you have Sura Chica. Yeah, she would come without question. That that's no deal. She loves mom. She'll be there. But then you get the two, and it's Fana and Sicado who end up, and they look like they're almost like of all of them, like they're almost like twin twins. There, they look exact, and they would not go. They seem to be under their father's wing. They need his breath. Yeah, I like how it's played out, but they're like, he, dad has gotten into it. He's poisoned their minds. They will not go. But the big play is to try to get them to go. And this is where the book has changed. And then it's, what about Meeman? Well, Meeman would, would definitely go, but she caused a scene. She's too flighty. She's too She's crazy. She Meeman. is a wild card. She's already gone, though. And this is what upsets Lucky All because when up. he finds that out, his big concern of this. Now you kind of, and again, you kind of have to fill in the blanks, but all of this now becomes that he just wants his brothers and sisters together again and go see mom. If the dad finds out before they can finagle this, He's going to it's down. over. They're they're not going to be able to do it. So you end up having Lucky so upset because, again, Neiman being Neiman, you don't know. She bit her dad earlier in the thing. She could do anything. And so he says, please don't tell dad about this. You know, don't tell dad about me and mom because it'll all end. And she's like, okay. And he says, oh, I guess she understood. It was nice, though. She seems to kind of understand. She's not evil. That's the funny thing about it. The two people that we've had, Rajiro and Neiman, they're good kids. Meeman just as Meeman. I mean, we keep saying Meeman it. Meeman is just so unpredictable. She is unpredictable, but that's kind of, I think, why Lucky loves her as well. Because she is her own person, and she will do things, but you never know what she'll do. And so he says, we'll talk more after the competition, so don't talk about me and mom yet today. And she goes, uh, yeah, okay. And then even, like, there's some way, like, I feel sad is there, and he's surprised that she agrees. Now, with that, he says, without strength, we can't be together like we used to be. What is going on with that one kid that looks like he has, like, Pippi Longstocking earphones? I, I don't even know what's going on. Like, that's very, that's very zero. Yeah, like, it's crazy, though, right? I don't know if that, like, is that the line that divides him or is that know. coming from his headphones? I don't know. It looked like a head. Could it's really both. weird. Uh, again, though, when you have that, Rajiro's facing towards Lucky. The rest are kind of meandering about like they're not quite in but and that kind of looks like it would be from that beginning and and if that is Ruggiero he has the combat boots so there it is he oh, actually has them but all this stuff with Neiman there you have Feruso walking it's like oh my god there's Neiman this is like one of her rivals this whole deal and then it says 
That's what I thought at the beginning of the summer, the idea that's Neiman, but she seems different. That's what I thought at the beginning of the summer, and then summer came to an end. We what? just jumped the summer. We just did All a season? time jump without really even knowing it, and that is weird. And you end up having Caruso, you know, really trying to practice these things, but you end up having this competition that just kind of hits. And so I think that there's some some big trouble. But the idea where it's like Meeman has completely gone off the rails now, and and like I said. It's a weird play here where we skip ahead and then you even have, you know, I, and I guess this is, I, I can't even tell. I mean, some of these, but oh my God, I just, I thought uh, meme and free spiritedness has gotten worse. And I think that what you play here visually, the longer her hair gets, the crazier she is. I mean, her hair, hair is, is pretty long. so crazy. And then you have, you know, I'm looking forward to this, but then at the end, you end up having this deal of, you know, it might kill her. She, somebody's got to reel her in. She's going, she's going insane. Now, with that, I guess who's talking at the end is Malolan. But Malolan. You, you don't really, it, it, it's really disjointed, the end mm. of this. And so with that, I still love Meme. And I love that she says she won't tell Dad. But I think we skipped a lot of things. I think that yeah. and we don't even really realize. I think that the idea of this is heading to the end. And you got to get this because instead of, Let's say piano. This book is definitely centered on let's get the siblings so we can play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star to Mom one last time. Mm, and that's, that's what I think it's going to be. Yeah. And, and there was always that. But before it well, was. This is a priority. Remember before though. it was, I have to beat them all. So then we say, and then we'll get them to go. That was like now, the end goal. Yeah, yeah. And now the end goal is, you know, you're kind of, I think, pushing some of the things away. And now it's just going to be, piano. now we're going to be the idea of let's try. Because remember all the stuff, what happened with the idea of, you know, Lucky Sonata learning the technique and the new kid mm-hmm. and things, things got a little wonky. So uh, what would you give it at the end? I, I like it. I think it is going a bit off the rails. It's a very fine line. It's going right now between like Meeman. Meeman is going to take over this book, and maybe we wouldn't be so upset if that happened. But when we when we look at the likes of Dandadan, I mean, Gigi was such a gem in that book, but he never took over the show. You know, Okaroon was still there. Like there was still Momo was still on. the center of it, so they could Momo go back. Momo was and still now. center. He still had like the the cat. Yeah, crazy yeah. granny. So there was <laughs> all that stuff granny. going on. Turbo granny. Yep. So there was all that going on. Whereas this, it feels like Meeman is just the priority now, and she should be. Cause but Lucky is getting lost. The plot is getting lost. We're getting yeah, sped I think up the plot here. is getting lost. I think yeah. that we're going to be done. I think that we're going to find out that this ends in like three chapters. I, I really do think so. I think that this is going to be just, hey, we're not going to be able to work this out. Let's get the kids together and. And maybe they get them in the big time skips worried. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. When I saw that, I'm like, ooh, that, that, it's starting to feel that's what, like, stuff like the Nine Dragon Balls parade. That was really. This is Candy Flurry written all over. Nine Dragon Balls, you ended up setting up, setting up contest. Oh, we're going to have this big tournament. And then we skip games. This kind of was that. This kind of was this as well, this competition. So we'll see. We'll see how the next one. I'm telling you, it all hinges on the next chapter to see, okay, we're back to. Settling down, I get that, but I think this is fast forwarding now, and it's a shame because we like it, but nobody's really gonna. I'll miss it, but I won't. I said it before. <laughs> if this gets canceled, I'm not gonna yell at whatever comes after it anyway, because I think that this was a quirky little deal. I'm glad. Mm. Now this is one, and we talked about 
this on the picks of the week and things mm-hmm. like that. Why was this not a plus title? This, I mean, this should be a jump plus title. Oh, absolutely. It, it should be. It, it really should. And it could last so long then. And, you know, that's where the quirky and stuff should the, be. And that's the unique quirky books. That's where they excel. Yeah, exactly. Because, again, this has more meat to it than, say, a Don't Blush, the Kemi Sum, which we oh, do yeah. love. But it does have more meat to it. But you would just get that opportunity to tell stories like this. And I, I think it's a shame that it wouldn't be on that. But we're going to go to the next book and the last book of the night, which is a plethora. It's crazy because this seems like it has enough meat to actually be on the regular deal. What are we ending with? We are ending with a banger and backed in full form. We have a full-length chapter. Oh, and I think even a bit longer than usual. Yeah, yeah it is a little longer. It's like seven pages longer. Yeah, it is. Oh, yes. This is the Spy X Family's Mission 59. Yep. Now, wait. Jenny, Dude. what do you think, Jenny? Banger. Oh, my banger goodness. Jenny teams. thinks banger. I will tell you one thing. You might get upset with me, Lou. All right, all right, all right. I do think it might have been like four pages too long. I, I think oh. that this could have been more of a regular size because... What it is is the whole deal. Becky, Anya's friend, comes over because she's in love. She's in love with Twilight and wants to win him over because she watches all of her soap operas. And in soap operas, people who are married end up cheating, have affairs. She thinks it's a game. All these things. And also, you play with this idea too, where she's filthy rich and spoiled, things like that, where she gets her way. But the whole deal of it is, it's just a little girl who kind of thinks that she's you know old enough to be like the soap opera people that she watches and it's fine you just end up continuing the, it's a it's one joke it's good i like well, it, it still works the whole chapter but i you think know? that when you get to like page 24 i actually look like okay what's going oh, on yeah. because it doesn't evolve you you do get your in then but i thought we were going to get more bond actually but i didn't think like i actually thought that bond at some point was going to have some crazy future that they were married, that Becky Whoa. and Twilight end up getting married, which and then Anya would So with that, the whole play of this is, is would Anya, it, what is she going to think? Because while things are going on, Becky is completely insane in her mind, and you do end up having Anya reading her mind. And instead of being upset, she's just a little girl, and she thinks that it might be pretty cool to have Anya as a mom Mm-hmm. All the perks that come with that. Yeah, because she's rich. They live in a castle. They and Becky, you think Becky's a gem. Becky completely yeah. throws shade at Anya because of her little room and things like that. And I was like, Well, that's Ooh. just because Becky doesn't know any better. It doesn't matter. Yeah, really. She doesn't know any better. I like where you also get Twilight through this, where he is sizing up the handler. You know, mm-hmm. which must have military. military yeah, it's so funny. And the uh, whole idea of this is is that Twilight goes into his, you know, work mode, but he does say that Becky's dad doesn't really have anything to do with any side in this whole war or the military. He is a rich guy, but he thinks, well, maybe for later I'll find out. And he is trying to get some information from Becky, which Becky takes as that she, he's interested. So, and you know, and so it is pretty crazy. Obviously, she calls him Lloyd because she wouldn't know he's Twilight. But the big thing that gets Anya is Anya's there and has so many mean faces. Becky, though, is like Gigi all over the place. She's (gasps) passing out. She's going. And and so, like, Lloyd knows her name. But this is just because he's Lloyd and he looks at, but also because it's Anya. But 
She's, oh my God, she thinks all this is going on. At one point, you think that she's going to try to kill Yor. I had some crazy ideas with that, but she also gets this deal where she pictures that family picture, which is pretty much, you know, the big picture of Spy Family with them sitting, and it's her in the seat instead of Yor. It's just ridiculous. But her big thing is castle and chef. World-class chef. chef to cook every meal. I and is in. And remember, that's pretty much yours. That's her only weakness. That's her weakness. It really is her only weakness. Can't do the cooking. Oh, my God. She can't do it at all. So all Anya starts, Anya starts envisioning this life of luxury, and she's all for it. So she ends up even trying to help Becky at one point, giving an assist. But, you know, the, the adults don't even realize what's going on at the point where you have your come back. And then now the rivalry starts, but yours is mm-hmm. too nice. And so there's like the play where she doesn't realize that what Becky's up to and things it's like very that. Wholesome. Right? Yeah, it is where Becky's just mad. I'm, I'm telling you, at one point, yours shows up and says, oh, my God, Becky, you're here. And she was out walking by. It's a pleasure to see you, Becky. And then all of a sudden, and now she appears, the last boss. Anya's in the back, world-class chef. She's chanting. <laughs> what is going on in this book? Uh, but it's fun. Bond, I'll give Bond credit. He's like, I'm out of here. This is nonsense. He but, dips. So the big deal is Becky's going to use her patented, I'm going to swirl my hair around. That seems to work with the boys at school. It does not work. With Lloyd, he looks very unconcerned. She gets upset, looks crazy. At one point, you end up having, you know, your thinks that she's sick. But then the worst comes because they have tea. And again, we're going with the soap operas that she's watched. And in the soap operas, a lot of times the way the ladies end up getting with the guys is saying that, oh, my God, I'm so tipsy. I'm drunk. What's going to happen? I don't know what's happening. And Yor thinks that somehow she slipped a Mickey. (laughs) I like what Twilight spits out. Lloyd spits out his tea. She's like, oh, my God, I must be. You know, the deal, and also... Making the wrong team. Oh, my God. And she's like, I, I think I'm drunk. And, and your just gets all upset. And she alcohol thinks, oh, my poisoning. God, yeah, alcohol poisoning. It's just a little girl. She's going to take her to the hospital. And Lloyd's trying to stop. No, she's not drunk. There was nothing. That was just tea. You made she's, yeah, she's just out. She's running. Completely gets hit by a car. I, I mean, your gets completely hit. Throws Becky out of the way. So that she can get hit by the car, rolls like she's just a sack of potatoes, and catches <laughs> Becky. Jim, it is what that is, right? It's crazy. And, yeah, she's like, we got to get to the emergency room. We have to do this. And then she confesses. I made this all up. I wanted Lloyd to go out with me. Oh, my God, I did this. And, and you end up having yours. And even then, say, like, how how did he end up liking you? What made him fall in love? Well, the thing is. We know that this is a sham uh, for the most part, but says at one point he said that I was strong. And she's like, well, if that's what's going to be, I got to get strong. And then York just says, you can work out with me. And they do. Uh, Even in between that, she she tries to prove that she is strong by going to where you would hit the the deal and ring the bell. The hammers. Yeah. And that, that doesn't go well. She ends up falling again in the background. Anya's yelling, chef, chef, chef. It's the whole time. And she ends up with the hammer behind her back, falls down. And again, everybody's miscommunicating. And you, you are thinking, so she just wants to get that prize. 
to give to Lloyd. So she ends up one handed just destroying this, which does end up, you know, maybe things are starting to unravel here with their guys because why would this? And she just yells, Well, I did apprentice as a blacksmith. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And yeah, he's concerned, but they end up working out. They're doing their kick and punch. It's all in the, you know, the deal. And uh, like Parappa the Rapper. And uh, then it ends. And you end up having her, you know, handler come and say, okay, let's go. Yeah. And then that's the thing where all of this through Anya's convinced then, you know what? Mama is cool. She's fun. Let's go with that. So it's a nice ending. Uh, But yeah, it's, I think that maybe, like I said, when they run to the ambulance and say, like, to go to the emergency room, that might have been able to be tightened up a bit, but it is fun. It gets the two alone so she can kind of say, hey, I'm not sick, but I want to be strong. And then they train. But it'd be fun to see them continue to train as you go on and actually find out then that this, you know, in a future where I could see Bond walking by and seeing them train. And we find out that Becky becomes like a world class assassin (laughs) by the end because she is training with an assassin there. I think that'd be a play that would easily be something that would happen. But with all that. Great art as always. You get mm. Anya faces. That's always awesome, and it's yeah. good. Like you said, it's the fun that we like, and I hope from here we continue. You know, going on your school. That's always good as well. We are missing the school shenanigans. This is a little bit of school shenanigans. Yeah, because you got Becky who just happened mm. to be passing by. That's oh, also yes. at the beginning. Like I said to you off the deal, where she's like, "Oh, I might be near your house. Could I come by?" Yeah, knock, knock, knock. He's like right there. Did you teleport? Yes, I mean, it's so cute. And it would be very easy to make Becky seem like a little, like, entitled jerk, but she has a bit of a gem yeah, inside she, her. Yeah, she is. She's kind of evil because of what, you know, kind of, inti- mm-hmm. but she isn't. And she is, I mean, legitimately, she's Anya's best friend, whether mm-hmm. or not she's nice all the time or whatnot, but nobody else talks to Anya. She goes to school and they all kind of, Avoid her and make fun of her. And you see that the boys like her, but they don't want to say stuff like that. But Becky is always there for her. So I, I do like that. And they, they're good together because of the idea that Anya can read her mind and we can get some things. So with that, what would you give it? I'm going to go solid at 8.5. Yeah, I'm going to go 8.5 as well. Uh, nice. That is going to be the deal. Now, we are here at the end, and I'm going to have to say... That my book of the week, I do believe, was on our picks of the week, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that it's the Imagi Lumiere, Chapter 2, which I love that book. So that's, And it's just started. They have We have four chapters out already, and all of them are bangers. I really, really like it. Uh, so, And again, a plus title. So it might end up being something that lasts for a while and i i really think that everybody should check that out but that's my book of the week what is your book of the week my book of the week i will give a shout out because it's the first time it's been on it gotta go for the Jujutsu you're gonna Kaisen. go to Jujutsu Kaisen. you said it was a banger. banger uh who is your gem of the week oh well i think i know what you're gonna go no. for so i'm gonna shout out our boy 10 okay the Yashirons. yes looking after everybody for the two weeks and gem. That is my gem as well. So you oh, really? didn't think, yeah, I think I that. I thought you the switcheroo. No, I switched because of the idea. We mentioned it earlier. Hashime, Hashihime should have been our gem last week mm. from Ayashiman, and we didn't, we forgot all about it. And Ten was a gem. He ended up saving them. Phase through, mm-hmm. he got his new ability. He stepped up 
part and of then the crew. He's, I mean, what other best can be a gem stealing money? Food and manga it even says that, that we could live this down. Ages. I love where he's like, we could live down this, you know, the subway deal forever. I'm just phasing up and stealing money and stuff. So I thought that he was. I good. thought you were going to go for the hard you. No, I was, but uh, ten Ooh. is too big. Also, you know, I think that it'll step up with the motorcycle boys, Ooh. the bad boy motorcycle club coming their way. So we'll see. But yeah, there's there were a bunch of gems. Hyrule and his uh, diary, his diary itself could be one. That that's a pretty good one, but you even have things like a Ocaron and Dandadam, where he ends up saying, Ooh, "You know, gem. you ended up defiling Gigi, and he's one of my best friends." That's a huge gem moment, and I'll even go with you know Becky. Even though I'm not Becky? giving it to Karen, she ain't making nothing. Oh, I have my eye on her, and and Meeman being Meeman, so you always Meeman have that. Meeman being Meeman, Meeman being there. So yeah, that that is it for the show. I hope everybody. Enjoys it And if you did or didn't I don't know You can go over to Twitter Whoa. At Weird Manga Follow us We'll follow you back 100% That is a follow back policy Because I would say that We're a bit of gems there Oh right? my goodness And then also You can go to our uh, What is that called? The Instagrams The Instagrams is. You can go to Instagram I ended up having to add Something to talk about Because of these non-reviews <laughs> You end up going to Instagram And that is At Weird Science Manga and then if you would care to rate and review the podcast, that'd be awesome. You could do that on the uh, Apple podcast deal is the best way to do it to kind of help us out in a way that, you know, more people can get involved in things like that. Right. right. Oh, my God. That was Rose. Sounded <laughs> like she had become a monster. I don't know wow, what just happened. That was supposed to be a good day, mate. Uh, <laughs> I also ended up like this week. You'll hear if you listen this weekend coming up, we have a death oh. notes. Podcast and I ended up. No, I had no. a way to uh, maybe try to finagle some review. I don't know. It's never gonna work. But also, we have our Patreon, <sighs> patreoncom slash manga where we have early access to a bunch of the Manga Monday shows and also our Tuesday or Wednesday picks of the week show. This past week, we did end up doing Sakamoto Days, Magi Lumiere, and you ended Ooh. up doing what you usually do. There is your even if you slip my mouth, that ended up being over an hour long itself. Oh my so goodness. it was one of those where we were kind of getting goofy by the end. We were tired. <laughs> so we ended up doing that. We're but always it was tired. Now, well, it's the time difference, I believe. But oh. with all that, thanks, everybody. I hope you continue enjoying the show. Maybe you can show us with a review or two. I don't Not know, right? But with that, we will talk to you next week. You are all weirdos. <laughs> Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.